Welcome to the Soma Soulworks Podcast. We hope here to equip, empower, and inspire a global community of creatives through rich, Christ-focused conversation. Thanks for joining us today. This is Chris, and I want to tell you a little bit about the episode that you're about to hear. This is the first part of a longer conversation uh, regarding Acorn Labs, and it was one where when we got in the studio, we sort of just kept talking about it. In this first episode, we're sort of laying the groundwork on what the thought is about, what the uh, initiative is about, and we start going through a lot of the details. What I want you to do is make sure you stick around for episode two, which continues that, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Soma Stories Podcast. Soma Stories? Soma Soulworks like, Podcast. Uh, we're here talking today about Acorn Labs, which we briefly mentioned last time, but we're going to go into more details. Today in the shop is Sammy and Chris, and I'm Neil, and we're going to dive in to what is Acorn Labs. Where did the radio voice come from? Where did, like, you just been holding that back? Oh, would oh, yeah. you like me to keep... <laughs> I haven't done it for a long time, and I, I, I never thought about it's it. Awesome. I don't know why. Oh, no, I touched this. So, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about what is this grand idea of Acorn Labs? <laughs> why, thank you, Neil. I'll see what I can do here. Um, so, so um, I think the, a couple episodes ago, maybe it was last episode, we started doing a conversation about our um, game dev fund. So, um, long story short, for reference, that was a it is a nonprofit designed specifically to help game developers, Christian game developers, kind of get their product off the ground, etc. An extension or expansion of like that that game development is part of a bigger vision, which we've started to talk about at our Imladris conference, which is largely like kind of big pictures. Like, if we were to imagine the arts and entertainment industry in a hundred years, what would we want it to be? And let's work backwards from there. So that's that's that. Connected to all that is step down a layer, and we started thinking about um, mm. kind of an immediate, which is to say, thirty years um, <laughs> worth of immediate. immediate work that we could do towards that end. Um, what we started to say was, foundationally, we need a couple of things. The one that we're going to focus on today is like we need to help facilitate more Christians into game development who mm. are actually making products. Yeah, since the sort of the currency of the of the industry is, did you do a thing? Did right? you do it? Do you got the cred? Do you have the credits? Have you finished, you know, show me the thing. Um, show me the product? the product, not the money. No, I don't even know that it's the money. Yeah, it's the product. I think that's what's ironic. It's yeah. like, it's not even that it had to be a successful product. Mm-hmm. It just has to be a product. Show me the product. Yeah. Did you do it? Did you do it? Yeah. Because game development's freaking hard. Yeah, especially um, shipping a product. Yeah. Hey, I've tinkered. Uh, yeah, did you ship? tinker. Did you ship? Mm. Yeah. And so, like, that's the gate. And so, if, if if just shipping is the gate, which is ironic, which isn't to say like you can just ship any old thing, <laughs> but uh, but if you if shipping something and sales isn't the gate, then we can preferentially help this. So, Acorn Labs to talk kind of focus that whole picture on today. Acorn Labs is is right now our our name for something that goes from an incubator to an accelerator to I think the the end we see right now is. Getting you ready for a publisher. Mm -hmm. And what we imagine is sort of a Shark Tank Mm -hmm. style um, incubator where a a team perhaps of one, two, or three people keep it really tight. Mm. They're given a small amount of money. uh, And we'll go ahead and put some money, some dollars on it. Let's imagine that's Mm $15,000, which 
roughly speaking, we're thinking, what does someone get need to get paid to keep the bills paid mm. for a month ish? A month ish, short so short can, prototype. Short prototype. Just get it. Can you find the fund? Mm. Um, give give people some of those seed funds as a as an incubator, and then make them fight. So uh, <laughs> so they get to compete. Ten teams will fight yeah, in the room. Robot battles. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so like then then for example, if we have ten ideas, mm. that comes down to maybe five kind of next levels for five. We'll see mm-hmm. how that how that works. Um, but people don't go home; they join one of the winning teams. And so we go from smaller teams to larger teams because I think working on a team is another key component. Like mm. you have to be able to do that. Um, team players, because it's a collaborative art form. Yeah. Woo! And so say now now we go to this next level, and that same like the the five winning brackets get say fifty thousand mm. dollars um, to come up with a vertical slice or something like this. Maybe prototype is probably a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, Full prototype, vertical slice, something along those lines. Depending on whether it's a mobile or a PC or whatever, like the different mm-hmm. budgets and teams uh, work sense. Um, and then, if, and then, same kind of thing. Like those guys, those five ideas have to fight. Um, we come out with two or fight. three that we want. One to two is what we were talking. One for. or two. I'm trying to remember where with yeah, the last really one come small. down. But then we come down to like those teams say get another call it a hundred, two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars to build a vertical slice to prepare for a publisher. So. If we can get people ready to go to a publisher, and on the backside we have lined up publishers who are waiting for this, we think this could be a model we could work with. So that's the core idea of Acorn Labs. The numbers are all how you work the numbers. Mm-hmm. But this is an idea. So, so they get in, they get trained, and they ship a product enough to get to publishing. We also talked about self-publishing is kind of mm-hmm. a piece of that, but it's an interesting gateway to then get to hey i've done something and then shippable product for the end yes especially for those who want to go all the way and continue with the team even if they're not the core lead creative so and the way we've worked numbers the way we've worked kind of our current plan with 10 years we would have 50 products in the market Mm -hmm. now none of this says whether or not those would make money so let's just be clear (laughs) we hope so right but but and then you take there's an element here of if some portion of those, let's say two out of 10 make money, one out of five, I guess is, let's reduce my fractions, um, make some money, mm. then then that becomes sort of a slate play mm-hmm. if I can have a portfolio of games. So if in 10 years I've got 50 products and then roughly 500 people who've come through this thing, that starts to be, that would be a, maj- a, a massive upgrade in the Christian game developer community that we currently have, <laughs> like by an order of magnitude. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's over that's overstating it, but it's a it would be a big jump, and we think this is actually a business model that can work. Yeah, it's like good investment, good kingdom, also a bunch of individuals who now have jobs, lots of cool things that could go on with with um, hopefully some cool products that come out of it all. Yeah. So, because I'm wondering, like this is I think somewhat connected to your ongoing um, goal and pro. Uh, project of getting better games education and that there's this Mm. whole piece of like partnering with um schools in particular like you know we've got a christian school right here in town where we could have uh, a program developed to get them in and actually getting this real world experience and then graduate out onto a team Mm -hmm. yes yes um and i'm talking to you bob harder at george fox university (laughs) we need a game development program 
Um, and and I'll just say what I'm going to tell you in our next meeting. Like I think that it should be under your art department, not under your engineering department. But that's <laughs> remains to be seen. Games are art. <gasps> so yeah, um, and so this is. Yeah, I think Sam, you're, you're reflect. There's a another idea we were wondering about if we could if we could arrange for. I don't. Open source isn't quite the right word, but it's in the right neighborhood. If we could arrange for an IP and a bunch of um, a bunch of assets to be available to a university. And so mm-hmm. like this body of work is available to George Fox as an example, which means that your students have the 3D, the code, the the concept art. They don't have to start from zero. They've mm-hmm. got a running start, which frankly is should be should be more reflective of the environment they're likely to encounter in the in the real world, as opposed to like I make every decision right. from scratch. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're coming as interns. Yeah. And so if we do, we're also looking for ways in eCorn, how could we optimize this for success? Hmm. And two ideas came out of that. One was optimize on a tech stack. So everybody, as an example, everyone uses Unity. Just call it. Not (gasps) not because it's better or worse. I'm not taking sides. You just got to make a decision. Everyone uses Unity. So go with it. Everyone uses whatever it is, right? So we have a tech stack that we decide on. Um, Would save a ton of money. Mm. we could have another level of optimization that's optimizing on IP. You don't get to make just anything, like work in, say, Star Wars. Our theme is Star Wars or whatever it is, what IP that's available. So you're trying to optimize, like don't spend a bunch of time making world building, not because, I mean, it's beautiful and lovely and fun, don't get me wrong, but for the sake of Acorn, it's not where the value is. Mm. The value is in the game. Is it in the mechanics? Is it in the, can you make it fun? Yeah, because world building is a lot of hard work that uh, most of it is doesn't even show up. It's like what, like in writing a book. You need the background to do it well, but nobody else, the audience doesn't need that background. Mm. And also, if you've got a bunch of people working on one IP, then slowly that IP can start building in, in popularity yes. or quality and, and, and whatever. So then that becomes its own perk of like I got to go right out of school or what you know whatever I'm doing right into making this thing for a well-known and then that kind of same as like oh I graduated from this university you can be like I did entry number 32 on the Soma games or the acorn labs um projects or whatever yeah (laughs) whatever that is and, and I think that would be a fun way to, like, you're trying to get people with credits. Yeah. And so the notion that we're, we're kicking out 50 mobile games, um, as an, that, that was like a combination of mobile yep. plus PC. I don't yep. think we got up to console in that. I'm trying to remember if it was yep, on that mobile, cheaper. PC, console. Was it everything? The whole thing. And so they go from various scopes, like you start down here, I mean, you're making voodoo games or whatever, like, you know, <laughs> the kind of paper IO style, um, just really quick, like the mechanic needs to simple, be simple, simple, simple. You start down there, but you're getting your names on your credits and you're learning things and you're building teams. And so now people go out into the industry with like real concrete, meaningful resumes. Mm. Um, Now, if at the same time, part of you come into Acorn Labs and the other side of that coin is some really good discipleship. Mm. Um, The kinds of things that we see at a DTS in YWAM, the kinds of things that I think uh, practice leads to, they have a lot of good, solid spiritual content. I feel like we could find the people if there was like a kind of a build it and they will come. I think we need money. Like we would need a fund to mm-hmm. do it. But my gut tells me that's a raisable amount. Yeah. Because totally. that's a, a cool thing too. That This isn't like, oh, pay us to go through this, this right. process. Right. Like, you, it's, <laughs> you know, 
same as a job. Like you're probably getting paid. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is and, awesome. And I think when you realize that so many early game developers, mm. like the thing that kills them is they they have a day job and so they can only hack away at this thing a couple hours a week. Mm. So it takes forever. Yeah. Right. And so they're beating their head against the wall for a year or two. When if they just have a single month, they could get it mm-hmm. to a, to a, to the next shippable state. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a huge win. It is a huge it's win. True. And it gets them a chance to try like a bigger chunk of time that's full time into something that they're interested in. And they've had an, enough work before that to show, hey, I've done some stuff before. I just need a solid chunk of time. Here's your solid chunk of time. Prove it. Yeah. Great. And then they will have to prove it because it is Shark Tank style where it's like only the best will survive. Exactly. And then you move on and then you continue on with the team if you would like to. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm working on a team now, even though I'm not leading out on that specific game idea, but I'm still working on a team. Oh, sweet. I'm building up all sorts of experience. Wow. And then it leads to the third tier and then fully on to a published game. Like, wow, that's That's a pretty pretty powerful opportunity. And I imagine... um, I imagine um, Acorn would also provide that uh, kind of that infrastructure thing mm. that makes everything go faster. So, like, you don't have to bring your own producer. We'll we'll bring you uh, a producer. You don't have to. And we have to decide on different people. Is maybe you need art support or animation or audio? Yeah. There's a good chance that you're not all of those things. Right. Um, but if the idea that you've got this backstop of we can help you with audio, we can help you with concept art, whatever that happens to be, mm. then they can really focus on just the game. Mm. Um, again, like you're trying to get these things ready. Um, yeah, admin and also additional support for whatever their core team already is. Right. So they can, again, run at a very good rate to finish something strong. So, And then the products at the end have gone through this journey. And, and the ones that are chosen to go to release are very strong candidates for good success yes so it, it increases chance of success which is interesting is then that goes back into the acorn labs which then moves forward to the next year and then this is very reproducible it's reproducible mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a thing cooking to this idea too that um it would would probably hurt the feelings of certain people but it's baked into the system that there are no big ideas allowed like these are by definition little projects mm-hmm. um which means that you're not allowed to make your epic I'm making Zelda. You can't, no, like that's not allowed. Oh. And I, I swear, um, a couple, eh, it was a month or two ago, um, I was on this Zoom call with uh, with a class of game design students who part of their, I'm, gonna, I'm pretty sure it was part of their senior year, is they were supposed to pitch their game idea to industry professionals uh, so that we could basically shoot them down. Um, <laughs> and uh, and the, the universal experience on every single team coming out of school from every single professional was your scope is way, way, way too big, like three or four way too bigs. And and it was remarkable. And I do like pop calling the kettle black. I get it. Um, but it is it is it is just this discipline that needs to be beat into you sooner rather than later, like scope it right. Um, and, and if a, if part of what the acorn did is like by definition, you come with a scope document and like we, you have this much money. That's all, and you and and you don't get to say, but I'll work for free. Nope, you're not. Mm. <laughs> that's not it. The scope of the project has to fit the budget. I think that would actually be a really good piece of discipline for everyone to learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying good, like, yep, no, it's a good idea. 
It's not like we learn the hard way that we're done. The, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, like, and it can be so disheartening too if the first thing you do is go straight into your dream game. Like that's how you spend 15 to 20 years on a single product because while you're learning and getting better at what you're doing, you're constantly going back and rewriting the beginning because you want it to all be at that level. And then it's like, you know, you should make small games before you make your dream game. Yes. And Probably like 10 of them. Yeah. Like honestly, like your, your dream game should never be your first. Thank you for listening to the first half of this episode. As you can see, we got lots to talk about, lots of ideas here. Um, there's more to come. So if you enjoyed that, I hope that you will stick around for episode two on the backside. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. You can find us online at somasoulworks.org and continue these conversations with our small group curriculum. We hope to see you next time and have a great day.